Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. If no one's doing it, then this is your opportunity to introduce something new because people want something new. You know, you'll find your client who just loves what you do and who can't get enough of what you do. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Wani Alatunde, and she is someone I could have chatted with all day long. Wani has such fun energy, and she just has a really great story. While she currently lives and has a photography business in the UK, she's previously had her business in Nigeria and in South Africa, and she talks all about what it's been like starting over and over. Wani's previous career was in the financial world, and once she had kids, she decided she was just done with it. She grew her photography business and has not looked back, and I can't wait for you to hear her episode. Okay, let's get started with Wani Alatunde. Hey, Wani, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm very excited today. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, I love your accent. You're in the UK, right? Yes, yes. And where in the UK are you located? So I'm in Milton Keynes. It's a little town. We like to call ourselves a city. We're just outside London. Okay. Okay. Now, now for your photography clients, do most people come from London? Or are you booking clients within your small town? Um, so because I'm fairly new to the area, I moved here in 2019. So I do have quite a few clients coming from London, but I'm slowly trying to build up my clientele in the local area as well. So trying to cover all my oh, bases. Okay. Yeah. So where did you move from? So we were, I was based on we, I say my kids and I moved from Lagos, Nigeria. So, but I grew up in Milton oh, Keynes. Wow. Yeah. So we, we, we tend to move around a lot. So, but we're back in Milton Keynes now. Wow. So we're here for a while. Okay. So you started in, in UK, then went to Nigeria, then came back? Or you started in Nigeria? <laughs> like how did, how did that all go? Yeah. Yeah. So we started in Nigeria, then moved to the UK, grew up in the UK, then moved to South Africa, then moved back to the UK, then moved to Lagos, now back in the UK. And I'm staying put for at least the next decade. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere else wow. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Those are big moves, like different yeah. continents. <laughs> yes. 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 Wow. Yes. So it's wow. been a lot, a lot of upheaval. So no, we're looking forward to just being settled now. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I can imagine. Especially, and, and I don't know when you started your photography business, but you know, I can imagine moving around like that. It's like building up a client base again and again. Did you have to do that or did you just start, become a photographer recently? So I've been a photographer for 10 years. So I was a bank, I was an investment banker for six years. So that I did in the UK and in South Africa and in Lagos. And then when I had okay. my first son, it was just like working 120 hours a week not getting paid that well and not getting mm -hmm. to see my son. It was just not working out. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go on maternity leave. 
and I'll try this photography thing. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, I could just be like, I was on maternity leave and I'll come back because I'm very <laughs> risk averse. So I'm not about taking big risks or anything. But I mean, it did, luckily it did work out. So I've been a professional photographer for about 10 years now. Okay. Wow. And so your son is about 10 years old then? Your yeah, first son? He literally is turning 10 next month. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. And you said you have two kids, two boys, right? Yes, I have two. two. I'll just, yeah, just like you. So the joys, it only gets better, Nikki. They're nine and yeah. seven. So yeah, never, never a boring moment with them. Oh for sure. yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Mine just turned three and five. So Hopeless. it is, uh, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like they only do more death-defying stuff than just, you know, your heart is always going to be in your mouth with the kids. So what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. They scare me all the time. I just I just re- actually just posted this yesterday that we had someone come out and do swimming lessons because mm. living on the lake, I'm just in constant fear of, yeah. of the water for them. And they – um Oh, they just did their swimming lessons and it looked like so scary to watch, but she, the teacher like knew what she was doing. But, oh man, it's like, I feel like once they're older, th- they're safer in that way. Like they'll know how to swim and, you know, understand safety and danger more. But then it sounds like it gets just crazier what they attempt. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so just keep an eye on them. Cause like when my son was five, he jumped into the pool, he couldn't swim. And so I had to jump in fully. Luckily I spotted him straight away. I had to jump in fully clothed. And I'm like, oh my dude, you can't swim. He's like, yeah, I know mommy. I just wanted to check. I'm like, oh my God. <gasps> You're like, no more checking. <laughs> Bonnie, it's scary. It's so uh, scary. Like that's, that's actually how my dad passed away is he drowned. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Oh. And so I am so hyper vigilant. But now after five swimming, this is such a side note. Sorry for the listeners. But now after five lessons, they can both swim without a life jacket. Oh, Not amazing. super strong, but yeah. they can make it to the top, to the surface and like float. That's oh, awesome. Such a relief. Mm, that's crazy awesome. kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, okay. So you built your photography business though with a baby. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. I think just like that typical mom, uh, mompreneur, mom photog story where you were just like doing on the side and just starting from scratch. And, you know, someone says you have nice pictures and you're like, oh, OK. And then someone wants to pay you and you're like, oh, OK. You know, and just kind of built it from there. Again, we I was fairly new to Lagos, so I, I didn't have the network to kind of tap into. So, yeah, it was really just building the business from scratch and just, you know, building it step by step as you do, really. Right. OK. How did you do that? <laughs> for people listening who are like, I'm just starting, you know, how did you go about doing that? Okay, so I started off in weddings. Okay. So my portrait business is like, it's fairly new. It's, it's about just the last five years. So I started off from weddings and it started off second shooting weddings, you know, and just like throwing myself at anyone. Can I come? Can I come? You know, shooting mm-hmm. all of those for free. And then finally someone like, let's well, going to give me a chance and say, okay, I'm going to pay you shoot my wedding on my own. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but it was just kind of turning up and, you know, shooting as many weddings, as second shooting as much as I could. Sometimes I was third shooting as well, just to kind of start building that portfolio. And, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, it was just a lot easier. Like with Instagram, you'd, all you have to do is pop your pictures on and that's it. Like, you know, people see your stuff, they like it. There's none of that marketing and all the things that the strategy you have to think about now with Instagram and all the social media media platforms so just turning up basically and showing my stuff and that's kind of it kind of grew from there 
Right, right. Now, fast forward and and tell us, do you still do weddings? And what part of your business is portraits versus weddings? And what do you shoot overall right now? Ooh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I always feel like when people answer questions now, it's been like pre-COVID and now. <laughs> so, pre-COVID, um, my, my business is about kind of 50-50, but I haven't shot weddings in a while now since I moved because then first we moved. And so I didn't work for about six months. And then when I was ready to work, then COVID hit. So, I'm hopefully starting to get back to weddings this year, but the last year and a bit, yeah, year and a half has just been portraits 100% basically because all my events and weddings have kind of like, pew, gone away. So yeah, it is what it is. Right, right. So if it wasn't for COVID, you know, overall, what would you, what would you say the breakdown was or, you know, once you get back to normal, what will it be? So I love weddings, but... They're a lot of work. <laughs> so for me, yeah. I did, at this point, I really just want to keep my toe in weddings and maybe do like kind of five to eight a year and have the okay. rest of it with portraits. So probably be like 25% weddings and 75% portraits. So I never want to give them up altogether, but I, they're also just a lot of work. So I want to be paid a lot more <laughs> for weddings because I, I had this block around, and I don't know if we'll talk about this later, but I had this block around weddings. So my highest wedding is the same as my highest portrait. It's really, really weird when a wedding is like six times the amount of work, but I just, yes. Oh, I just can't. That is weird. I know. I know. I know. But well, I, I, not to say, yeah. I, I shouldn't say weird. That's probably not the right word. It's just unusual because most mm. people feel fine about charging a you know, a ton for weddings, but feel really weird charging for portraits. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've had Sue, like I've followed Sue from the beginning. So I'm like, portraits, here we are. This is what we do. Fantastic. Well, weddings, are, because I I started like so low and I've just built over the years. So I'm still a, when I was in Lagos, I was still a premium wedding photographer. I was still more expensive than most people, but my portraits were also right up there. So I just, I haven't had the confidence to kind of push my weddings to where they need to be because it just starts to make the air is a little bit thin at that point right, so right, yeah right it's work in progress yeah yeah you know it is it's always work in progress regardless of what we're doing but okay so let's go back a little bit to when you started your business as a new mom and you just were putting yourself out there second third shooting that sort of thing and then you started booking your own weddings from there mm-hmm and then tell us tell us about that. Like, how did you kind of grow that side of it? Okay, so for for weddings, I think for me, and it's, it's definitely been a journey with weddings because in Lagos, the style, I guess my style is kind of light and airy in terms of weddings. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that was common in Lagos. So I think that made me stand out. Initially, I thought that was a bad thing, but I learned that that was a good thing because I learned to kind of identify my ideal client. I started to just really focus on what I did, on what I did. And I really just tried, because I tried to be, do what what everyone else was doing. And I just got a little bit lost in that. So when I started, I took a step back. I refocused on who I was, who my ideal client was. I just started really showing the stuff I wanted to show. I just started attracting these clients that just loved what I did and who just wanted that dreamy feminine you know light kind of um, wedding pictures you know so it's a little bit of my style is a little bit of editorial portraits with emotional highlights so you know it, it's a, it's the kind of best of both worlds so I do have the storytelling but my portraits are also really strong and so that's mm-hmm. what my brides really love about what I do I did invest in like a probably the most expensive at that time. The most expensive thing I'd done was Jeff Yoakam did a like a branding 
masterclass workshop that was like, you know, six weeks or something. And that just really helped because, you know, there's so many photographers, whether it's weddings or portraits and, you know, everyone is really, most people are really talented. Most people can deliver really solid work. So what really differentiates us is who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not about, cause everyone's going to, everyone's going to take pretty pictures and, you know, capture those moments and give you really good customer service. And, you know, we all do, all the good photographers do that. So it's really hard for clients to be able to distinguish between, because at some point style starts to look similar as well. Like everyone who does light and airy does light and airy. If you look at wedding photographers, you know, everyone who does fine art, it all looks the same. Everyone mm-hmm. who does dark and moody, it all looks the same. So the only thing that really differentiates us as photographers is who we are. And I think so that, that course really helped me start to strip out what my USP was and really just start to speak my language and really start to connect with my client. And, and I, and <laughs> I was a bit worried because at that time, I think it was like maybe $1,200 or $1,500. And I was like, Oh my God. But then like straight after <laughs> the course, the first client I booked was like, Oh my God. Cause he helps you with your website as well. And she was like, Oh my God, I saw your website and you were the one for me. Like I just loved it. It was just perfect. It was exactly what I wanted. And so I felt like it paid for itself. I mean, mean, literally Mm -hmm. did pay for itself, but also I just felt like it helped me just really nail who I was. And, and, and that just really helped me in the last year when I left Lagos, you know, I was, I was just working with dream, dream clients. It was like, they were just coming at me. I was like, where have you been all my life? Like, Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Oh, and the other thing that helped as well was that um, building relationships. So I had some really great relationships with um, planners Mm-hmm. you know and again we were just we really got on, on a personal level and, uh, and our aesthetics were really similar as well and we're all the kind of our clientele were kind of similar so it was it was a no-brainer they were always recommending me to their clients and they knew that I would take good care of their clients and the clients would, would be happy with whatever I was giving them and obviously I'd give them great pictures so it was just a mutually beneficial relationship and I really miss that to be honest but I mean highly recommended for anyone who's getting started with weddings as well just just find your find a really great couple of partners, you know, and you'd be good to go. Mm-hmm. Well, you said a couple really important things there. One thing that you said is in Lagos, in Nigeria, you said that there, you know, there weren't a whole lot of light and airy, but that's what you wanted to do. So you started doing it. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll hear people say like, that's not what, you know, I, I can't do portraits in studio or I can't, you know, do a specific style of portrait because that's not what people want here. Yeah. And people, I hear people say that all the time, but in my town, they only want outdoor photos or in my yeah. town, they only want in studio or whatever it is. So it's okay if not everyone is doing <laughs> what you want to be doing. Be the person that stands out. And it sounds like that's what you did in Lagos. No, I did. And 100% fast forward a couple of years later, coming to the UK, you know, and for me, you know, I'm fully invested. I I, lo- I mean, like most people, I just fell in love with Sue when I, she first came out on Creative Life and I've been obsessed with her <laughs> since then. And for me, mm-hmm. in coming to the UK, they're actually not, there's no one in my area that really does glam photography, you know, like in, in Lagos, like birthday shoots are a thing, right? Okay. Like 40th, 50th, 30th, 35th, like it's a thing. Everyone does it, you know? So it's, it's a no brainer, but coming here, it's not a thing. People are like, why would I do a photo <laughs> shoot for my birthday? <laughs> right. And totally. I'm like, why wouldn't you? So mm-hmm. again, there was this little back and forth that, oh my, like personal branding, for example, I, I did a ton of networking when I when I moved here just to kind of like get to know the area. And everyone just really wants to do the, well, from my perception, everyone really wants to do the personal branding where you go on location, you go to different locations, you go to the coffee shop, you go to the brick wall, you know, you do all that stuff. 
And I'm like, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to go mm-hmm. to different locations. I don't want to search for anything. I want to do it in my studio where I can control everything and we're not hot and sweaty or cold, you know? And so there was mm-hmm. this struggle again to be, do I need to offer what I think everybody wants so I can get clients? But as time went on, I was just like, you know, so sometimes, you, sometimes you just have to be a little bit stubborn as well. You're like, this is what I want to do. So that all I have to do is find my client, right? When you haven't done it before, it can be really overwhelming when it doesn't happen straight away. But because I built my business successfully first time around, I kind of know the process. So I'm kind of like, if I'm not getting clients, it just means I'm looking in the wrong place as opposed to they don't exist, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a very important distinction to make because you see it in the group all the time where people are like, oh, no one wants this. Like, no, you're just looking in the wrong place. You're talking to the wrong people. Maybe your message isn't quite spot on. So I've just basically, I'm like, you know what, this is what I do. And I kind of honed in here. I think the message that's connecting here is really helping people who feel awkward in front of the camera, who hate having their pictures taken, who don't have any pictures, any professional pictures of themselves that you love, you know, Mm -hmm. and using that Mm -hmm. message, you know, I can be like, this is how I do things. And you will come into the studio and you have your hair and makeup done. And the hair and makeup artist stays with you all day so we can do different looks and it'll be really fabulous. And women are suddenly like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And, you know, and and then I'm also doing the 40 over 40. So then that's also giving people another reason to do this campaign and to come into studio. So sometimes you do have to, education is really important. I learned that in Lagos um, when we started doing portraits because no one really did it to style and educate. We had to educate our clientele there. And so I'm doing it here again. I'm educating my clientele and I'm finding my clientele. And, And you just have to be a little bit patient and you have to just be a little bit stubborn as well. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. People don't know what they want if they don't know that it exists. Mm, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, the birthday shoots, for example, it's like, well, why would I do that? Because it's not typical. It's not common. Mm. But if we can get one person to do it and then their friends see it and they're like, well, yep. I want a photo shoot for my 40th. And then the next thing you know, it becomes a thing, you know, slowly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And like you said, for the personal branding as well, let people know what the options are because they might not know. So I guess, I guess for people listening, I just don't want anyone to be afraid of trying something and starting something that isn't typical in your town, in your country, wherever it is that you live. And another good example of this is high school seniors. So Mm. it's like, even in the States here, some States, it's really popular to do high school senior photos. In other States, it's really not as popular. And I know it's like that in different countries. People think that when I say senior photos, sometimes they're like, (laughs) like like 80 year olds. Like, what are you talking about? So yeah. Anyways, I'm just I'm glad you brought that up and you didn't let it scare you from not doing these things. Like I, I just love that. And you said you're an adverse risk taker, but I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe you're a bigger risk taker than you think. No, calculated, calculated. Because you know you've been there. Because for me, I, the, the story I always fall back on is like this marketing company was going to like a third world country somewhere. And they sent one guy and he was like, oh, my God, there's no opportunity. No one is wearing shoes, you know. And then the second guy came back and went, oh, my God, there's so much opportunity. No one is wearing shoes. And it's just a matter of perception, right? right? You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so if no one's doing it, then this is your opportunity to introduce something new because people want something new. You know, you'll find your client who just loves what you do and who can't get enough of what you do. You know, like so with the personal branding, I've been cracking at it. And I found a client who's just like, you know what? 
yeah, I don't really want to go outside. I really want to be inside and I want to look stylish. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. You know? Do you have anyone else that's just like you? (laughs) Exactly. So now I'm like, so based on that, I can kind of figure out who I need to like attract and who my ideal client in this area is. Because, you know, when you move from area to area, it does tweak a little because the culture is different. The people are different. Mm -hmm. So you do have to figure Mm -hmm. it out, you know, but they are there, you know? And that's the thing I always talk about in the group as well. Because when I moved here, you know, I no longer had the security of my brand because in Nigeria, everyone knew, I mean, I use this generally, but like pretty much everyone knew who I was, you know, like if I walked into a wedding, people were excited because they knew they were going to get great pictures, you know, and if I, and right. people kind of saved to work with me, like if they're doing portraits, they're like, I, I'm saving up, I will come to you next year. So, you know, I was kind of like, as my confidence grows, like I kind of arrogant. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I'm like, if you can't work with me, I understand, you know, but when you're ready, I'd love to work with you kind of thing. But I, it didn't, yeah. didn't bother me when people said no, because I'm like, you know, I'll get nine no's and I'll get one yes. And the one yes is, will give, give me the money I want. So I'm good, you know, and I'm serving mm-hmm. a, a great client who will come back, who will refer me. Excellent. And then I moved to the UK and I was just like, oh, starting over and like it was such a humbling experience because I moved I did an event like when like one of the first things I did I walked in and someone's like oh are you a photographer and I was like I almost fell over I was like oh my god (laughs) what do you mean am I a photographer do you not know who I am but no no one knows who I am (laughs) no one knew who I was I didn't exist you know I had to rebuild and so my confidence was really really low like I think I I think I spent a lot of time in self-pity because I was just like oh my I thought it would be easier than it was to kind of start all over again and it wasn't because I started in January 2020 and I got my studio two weeks before lockdown so there was just a lot happening and then there's also Mm -hmm. a lot of negativity in the UK around photography so I so I came in and I was just like for me, I just need one person to be doing what I to kind of, I need one person I can look up to be like, they're doing it so I can do it. So I was just like looking around and going, okay, this is what I want to charge for my photography. Who's doing this? How do I get it done? And everyone I was speaking to was like, oh no, people in the UK don't pay for photography. Oh no, you can't get more than 200 pounds. Maybe you can get 800 pounds with boudoir, but, but that only one person does that. And she's been doing it for, t- like, it was just so negative. I was like, oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was in the SB group and then I'd follow Lenker for a little while as well. So I literally like stalked all of Lenker's posts. <laughs> I was like, followed her <laughs> journey for like the first, I think when she first posted in SB in 2012, you know, and I'm just like, okay, I think she, then she posted something recently about, you know, how, how well things were going and everything. So I was like, okay, great. Lenker's doing this. And I just followed her journey. And, and what was really interesting for me was that you know, Lenker from the beginning, you know, had always been like, you know what, I don't care if I'm the most expensive person in my area. This is what I want to do. I'm going to find my clients. I'm going to do it. And she had consistently said that for years, even before she started seeing the sales and even before she became who she is today. And I just mm-hmm. love that about her. And for me, that was just showed the importance of mindset, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay, cool. We're doing this. And I just started, I put my pricing where I wanted to be. And I started doing vouchers and like networking like a crazy person and posting on Instagram and blogging and website and kind of just threw everything at it. And last month was like, I made almost as much as I made all of 2020, you know? So for me, it's like, it's, it's really hard work, 
right? Mm -hmm. And there's a period Mm -hmm. where you have to be brave and you have to be patient because it doesn't happen overnight, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's very easy to panic when you're like, oh my God, my prices are high and no one is coming. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to reduce my price. But the point is you're trying to make more money, not less. So if I reduce my prices... I'm going to make less money. <laughs> that is a great point. <laughs> no, really. Because I was very panicking one day. I was like, going, that is not the solution. So you need to figure out your problem is you need to find your clients. So is it that you need to get people through the door? Let's do vouchers. You know, is it that people don't know what you're doing? Let's do a campaign. You just need to find different solutions that bring in your clients through the door, assuming that you have a strong sales average and all, you know, your numbers and you know, your business and you're good at what you do and all that other stuff. So, I mean, there are different parts to it, but I think just having that mindset, being patient and just really believing in yourself will take you a long way when it comes to photography. Absolutely. That was like such an amazing two or three minutes of what you just spoke right there. I love, love, love that. And then, and there's a lot to unpack in there. So I just want to kind of go, go through some of what you said, but first of all, Lenka Jones is episode 76 for people listening. If you want to hear her whole episode about right. how she built her business in the UK, she's episode 76, but Wani, like, like you just said, it's not necessarily an easy process. If it yeah. was, everyone would just have a business and, you know, That's just how it would be, but it's not, and it takes hard work. However, once you get that momentum, it's amazing how Mm. much less work you have to do once you get that momentum. And I'm wondering for you if, you know, having to start over again, it can suck. Like I did it from Seattle back to Michigan. And I'm like, I already did this. I already did the networking circa scene thing. Like I already you know, gave out the gift vouchers and did this and did that. And I was had like such a good momentum in Seattle. And when I yeah. had to do it again in Michigan, I was kind of like, eh, like just like whining about it. But then I was like, no, because if I want to be successful here, I know what to do. It's exactly. easier now because I've already got the stuff that I need for it. I've got my PDF built. I have my pricing built. I have my portfolio built, my website, blah, blah, blah. You just have to do it. Like, did you find that it was more like you're just frustrated that you have to do it again (laughs) yeah it was just it was an ego thing I was just struggling with my ego because I was just like because I was like oh are you gonna quit your business and what about your business I'm like it's fine I'll build it up again it's fine I'll build it and it just it just was harder than I thought it would be it was just Mm -hmm. and I guess I mean obviously I was also settling in with two kids so I think I was a little bit too impatient with myself and I didn't give myself the time I needed like if I was a friend I should have been more supportive is basically what I'm saying right of yourself you mean like support of yourself yeah yeah, exactly exactly but it was an ego thing I think once I stepped away and was like you know what you made the choice to move and you're here now so do you want to succeed or do you not and it's kind of I want to succeed okay fine then get Mm -hmm. going kind of like there's no more time to waste in self pity just get moving and then we're fine yeah okay so let's talk about the strategies that you did use so for example the gift vouchers what did what did you give away and how did that work and who did you give them to all that good stuff Okay. So I, I don't know, gift vouchers are weird because I've tried them in different ways over the years. I kind of like tried the teaming up with florists, teaming up with stylists, but I never really found anything from it. How gift vouchers have worked for me is if there's someone specific that I want to photograph, you know, and then I give them a gift voucher for a free session. And then depending on the person, I'll give like either just a free session or sometimes I'll add like one to uh, one to three images 
included depending on how badly I want mm-hmm. to shoot them and how mm-hmm. great uh, like if they have a referral network I'm trying to get into I, I think they'll be good they have like a good friendship circle I want to do so I'll use mm-hmm. it in that way so giving it like partnering with other businesses hasn't I've never really gotten anything from it and I, I think maybe I'm doing that wrong but like specific just intentional I want you to have a zero risk experience with me and if you enjoy it you can buy pictures if you don't enjoy it you can walk away either with no pic, nothing or with your free picture and we'll call it a day. So like for the 40 over 40, I wanted to kick it off with a bank. So I picked someone and I gave her a voucher for the experience and, and she got one image included with that, you know, and she was really great because she literally shared it everywhere on every platform. Nice. And I got a couple of people in that way and people were like, Oh, I saw her video. Oh, I saw her pictures. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And so, so that's a good way to use a gift voucher, at least in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a similar experience too. I, I found it to be more successful when I personally gave out vouchers as opposed to you know, a business doing it for me. Actually, I I had a realtor who was purchasing my smallest package for her oh. favorite clients. This was back when I was doing a lot of family photo shoots. Yeah. So for her favorite top clients, I guess it was, she would purchase the smallest package, give them the gift voucher, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I would do the shoot, and then usually they would upgrade to a bigger yeah. package because – you know, just out of pocket. It wasn't as much for them. So that worked really well as a business type thing. I have heard of people partnering up, like you said, with spas and that sort of Mm. thing to give away the session. And the gift voucher would just be for the session fee. So they would exactly what you say, come in at no, you know, no risk to them. And some people say that works really well. It's like you said, it's just about finding what worked well for you. And for me, it was the same as you, just giving away the gift vouchers to people who I wanted to photograph. Or if they inquired when I was still really nervous to say what my (laughs) pricing was, even before they objected, I'd be like, here, here's a gift voucher for the session fee and come on in, you know, when they may have booked me without it, you know. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah, can we talk about just being nervous to say your pricing? Cause then I just found, so I'd gone from being able to just confidently say my pricing, this is this, this is that to suddenly I couldn't, what I used to charge 2000 pounds for, I couldn't charge 250 for, it was ridiculous. I was just looking and going, what is going on? But my confidence was so low that Getting the words out of my mouth, I would just start to stutter. I'd be like, uh, well, it's this, but you know, I could give you a discount. And and I was just like, why don't you shut up, shut up, shut up. So it, it was a process. So I, and I was also finding like when I do, cause I do the consultations, I do them over the phone, you know, but I wouldn't talk about pricing then. I would just be like, I'll send you pricing. And then I'd get to the viewing and they'll be like, oh no, we never, so I'll send the pricing at least three times. Like we have three different touch points. I'll, I'll send it when they inquire. I'll send it again after, before the viewing, after the shoot. And mm-hmm. we might talk about it during consultation. But then I'd, I'd get to the viewing and they'll be like, oh, you mean no pictures are included? Or, oh no, we didn't look at the pricing. Or no, we didn't understand the pricing. And, and then, so it would just scupper my sale. And so after that happened with two different people, I was like, okay, you have to put your big girl pants on and you now have to just mm-hmm. like be very clear about your pricing. So at the consultation, I'm like, pricing starts it. This for one image collection. Most clients, for what you want, most clients will spend this. I'll mention it again at the consultation when we're planning their shoot. 
So for what you're thinking, this is going to be the price point. So like, hopefully by the time we get to the third, by the end of it, and then I'll, we'll talk about it after the shoot as well as I'm showing them the products because I do all my consultations via Zoom. So that'll be the first time they've been in the studio. And then I'll just show, so this, this is this price, this is that price. So hopefully by the time we get to the viewing, everyone's like a little more comfortable and no one can use that. I don't know why people say that because they're like, oh, you didn't look a pricing. I'm like, but you use the pricing. <laughs> why do you do yeah. this to me? But that, that was my yeah. fault. So I, I've learned, I've had to just be a big girl about it and just be clear <laughs> to save us all the trouble. <laughs> yeah. That is such an important thing. It's so, so, so important. We have to be upfront with our clients about mm. what we charge mm-hmm, because if we don't, exactly what you said happens and they feel like they've kind of like had the wool pulled over their eyes when... Yeah it was just our confidence level. Like we have to be so transparent about it. So I'm glad you have a system that works for you. That's so, so great. And now I just to make it easier, because I honestly, I don't know what's wrong with me when it comes to pricing. Um, But I I just put it on my website. So it's very clear. So at least because I found I was wasting a lot of time talking to people who weren't getting to even like the session fee was like too much. So I like I said, so if people inquire, I will point them to the website that has the initial pricing and then I'll go over it again when we have a phone call and I'll go over it again when we have the consultation. So yeah, it's, it, that's yeah. working out much better for me now. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad. Okay. It sounds like the gift voucher thing helped you to get you know individuals in the door. And then you, you also mentioned networking. Will you talk to us a little bit about that and how that worked for you? Oh my God, networking. I have such mixed feelings about networking because I know like people like, I know you love networking and Tammy and Felicia <laughs> and I'm like, it's not working for me. Like it's working for you. So I literally did... So I think January 2020, I joined like three networking groups and I must have done at least 100 networking meetings in 2020, potentially more because I was doing about 13 to 15 a month. Um, So Mm -hmm. definitely more than that. But I don't know if it's the groups I'm in. It's, I just feel like, and I know because I've listened to you a couple of times and I know you've spoken about how when you went to your networking group, there was a photographer who used to do things like for a couple of hundred dollars and you came in yeah. for like a thousand and you're like, Oh yeah, it was oh, like wow. 150 and here I am like, oh, yeah. I, it's like a thousand dollars to get anything from me. Exactly. <laughs> that was, was, yeah. That's kind of where I am. And I'm just like, so at this point I've used networking for collaborations and kind of think of like their referral network. So, so mm-hmm. the way I've gotten people from networking is into the campaign which is like on a special offer okay yeah but I'm just I'm just not thinking that maybe I I might be networking in the wrong groups maybe I just need to move to a different type of group I did look at BNI which but it was just a little bit too intensive for me every week and honestly yeah I'm an introvert and it's quite draining for the networking so I enjoy it because I don't regret my networking because First of all, I've made some really great friends from it. It gave me a good landscape in terms of who the businesses were because I knew no one when I moved here. So it was the quickest way to kind of know who's on the ground, who's around, what businesses are around. And I'd also started to form partnerships with people and collaborations and doing like lives and things with them. But I've only gotten a couple of clients. So um, this is my year and a half into networking. I've only gotten a couple of clients from networking. So I'm just not sure. It, I'm putting a pin in networking to see, mm-hmm. to see, because I, you know, so I think not, you try everything and you see what works for you. And I'm not sure networking is the best for me, but I know that it works really well for lots of other people. So it could just be my personality is not the best for networking. 
Yeah, and I appreciate your honesty around that. And you're not the only one who feels that way. So in the marketing intensive, I don't know if you watch the marketing intensive mm-hmm. on yeah. Super Education where Sue kind of breaks it down. Like there are some people who are really good at it and it is like their jam and it comes easy to, easy to them. And there are some people that it is really hard and there are ways around, you know, making it work. And one of the things she, she talks about is maybe having you know, a partner in crime either go with you or having someone go for you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, do you have a makeup artist or an assistant or, a, you know, anyone who kind of likes that sort of thing who could sell you for you? And, yeah, and I don't even think that's the problem. What I am experiencing is that perhaps I am too expensive for the people in the group and they're, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. wanting a cheaper option. So I think in bigger cities like London, people are used to higher prices and paying more. I mean, everything's just more expensive in London, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just think that I, I just perhaps need to find the, the group that makes sense and the partners that make sense. Because, you know, there are people, I mean, I get on really well in my groups and everyone's really great. But I think if you're someone who's charging, you know, like a hundred pounds or 60 pounds for your product, it's, it's hard to imagine spending thousands of pounds on pictures, if you know what I mean, for personal, mm-hmm. personal branding. So I just think I just, I haven't found the right match yet. I think it's just a mismatch at the moment. That's what it is with networking. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be for sure. I mean, although how, how far is it from London to your town? It's not, I'm mean, 30 minutes by train, so it really oh, isn't yeah. far at all. Yeah, no, it's not far oh, yeah. at all. I feel like there's a couple ways you could tackle that. Like you said, it's just expanding and, and going to some groups in London. But yeah. sometimes it just takes, ugh, and then you probably don't want to hear this. And whatever, <laughs> it's like sometimes it just takes a long time to yeah. like crack the nut and like yeah. have people see like, all right, if you want the caliber of service that you provide – this is what it costs, you know, and eventually you get there. But I mean, if it's not your thing, it, it's not your thing. But there's lots of ways that you can market the bit your business. But just throwing that out there. Yeah. And like I said, I've had like one really great, like one like kind of ideal client from it. So and that's why I thought, you know, the COVID year is not a good year to judge marketing by networking True. by. So that's why I, was like, I joined in for another year. So I'm just going to kind of give it another year and see how it goes and then just decide, you know, because I, I try and look at all my marketing efforts side by side and see what's working the best and what mm-hmm. needs to like let go of basically. Yeah. 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 So you had mentioned that you had a really good month recently. Can you tell us about that and kind of what the shoots were and where you found those clients? Yeah, no. So, and that's the really great thing about what we do is like, you know, you put in the work and at some point it just all comes together and you're like, oh, angels are singing. Mm-hmm. And so I have, um, first of all, a big shout out to whoever came up with the 40 over 40 campaign because I love it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Sue talks about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And so, I mean, everyone's been doing it and I just wanted a way for me because I'm new to the area. I just wanted a way to just start introducing myself to as wide an audience as possible. And so the 40 of I thought, you know, I'll try this campaign because it's worked so well for people. And honestly, the interest has been so amazing. And that's kind of been like, just brought in a whole ton of clients and a whole ton of people that I wouldn't have necessarily have ever chosen to work with me or known I exist to be at all. So the 40 over 40 campaign has been a uh, very beneficial for the business. Um, and so then I get my um, other clients as well coming in. And what's great about the 40 over 40 campaign is that you then can upsell them to family pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing, we're adding boudoir, we're doing personal branding, 
you know, it's, it's, it's been really, really great. So that's probably been the biggest change to kind of what happened last month. And it was just like, why I just checked my numbers. I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that's actually happened because other, it happens to lots of other people, but sometimes, you know, just when you're working hard and nothing is really shifting and then it suddenly everything just comes together and then, yeah. And I think that's kind of what it came through. And I was just, you know, I made all those changes where I was trying to say my pricing more. I was very clear on my pricing and I keep raising my prices to be honest because I think you get to that point where you, people are like, when do I increase my pricing? I'm like, when, when you start to feel resentful about what people are spending and then, you know, you need to like lift and you raise your lowest price totally. or you need to raise your session fee. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like, I raised my pricing to a place I was happier with. Cause I think last year I was like, maybe like nine ninety five for five pictures. And this year is twelve ninety five, and I increased my session fee. That was two ninety five. Then I changed it to four ninety five with 200 pound credits. That was mm-hmm. just going to be four ninety five Cause I, I'm eyeing like carry, and um, Cass numbers, and I'm like, and and Felicia's numbers. I like, I like, I like what's happening over there. That's kind of like the goal. That's where I'm <laughs> heading to, you know. Because initially, I used to be like, oh, you know, I charge a nominal amount for the session fee, and then you know, then you spend in pictures. But you're just finding that, you know, I have two kids. You know, you put a lot of effort into the planning and the consultation and the shooting. Sometimes we're shooting for like anything from two hours to four hours. And 295 mm-hmm. is just not, I actually just want to start getting paid for that time as well. So that even if you're only buying like one or two pictures, I still feel like I'm still earning at least 1500 for my time. So yeah, it's, it's a constant work in progress. My prices are always shifting and I kind of know where I'm getting to. But again, it's, it's like a confidence thing, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, mentally oh, yeah. where you want to get to, but then you got to have the cojones to like, actually, like put the prices <laughs> up. So, <laughs> so totally, it's a work in progress. Totally. <laughs> so for your packages, can you just talk a little bit about what is included in those? I know you mentioned your session fee and that sort of thing, but for mm-hmm. your packages in general, what do they yeah. include? And, and then the second question is, do you have separate pricing for personal branded versus like a 40 over 40 type shoot? Yeah. Oh my God. So that was one of those things. Like, I don't know if other event photographers struggle with this because with personal branding, you're almost leaning, sometimes you want to lean towards like event photography where you're like, I'll just shoot you for this amount of time and I'll throw all these pictures at you. And so and I'm like, what if your face is not in the picture? What if this, what is that? Everyone's just like, just charge the same, charge the same. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. So this, this is the way I got around it. So I do my, I have my packages. I have four packages. So I do twelve ninety five five pictures, um, two, two ninety five for 15. I do 25 for three, two ninety five. And I do 45 for 5,400, something like that. So I have this four because um, I keep the top one because it's good for families because families often mm-hmm, end up in that mm-hmm. package. And then for personal branding, I've kept the pricing the same. But to make me comfortable, I make it 995, 1995 and 2995. And the number of images are slightly different. So instead of like a 5, 15, 25, it's, I think it's a 5, 10 and 20 or something like that. So that's what I do. Yeah. Five, yeah. 10, 20. Mm-hmm. So the, what they're spending is the same. The cost per image is the same, but it just looks better to me. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> mental thing, but it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. And then I just have like simple, like lay flats. If people want lay flats or people want behind the scene pictures, then those are priced slightly like a bundle 
you know, like a bundle of, I think 10 will be 495 or things like that. So just things you can add on simply, or you can add as a bonus if someone's going into your top package and just gives you a little more flexibility. Well, but I keep them the same. And because, you know, I think, I think it should be the, it should be the same. Cause I, like we always tell our clients, you're paying for the art, not for the platform. So we have to believe it as well. I mean, like the print is like the print is free is kind of the, my philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for sure, for sure. There is there is kind of a a debate about whether or not to reduce prices for digitals and that yeah. sort of thing, you know, for digital only packages and personal branding. So it's always it's always good to hear different perspectives and the different ways that people do it. And like you said, your time and it's no different. So yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, that's definitely. that's great. I do different. My 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 personal branding is a little bit lower than my regular portraits because I don't include the prints with mm. the with the digital with the personal branding packages, but it's, you know, like it's all about comfort level and it's all about exactly. what works best for us. And that's the beauty of all of this is we can take a business model mm-hmm. and run with it and just tweak it to make it our own. And, and, and sometimes that might change. I remember at one point when I first started doing personal branding, and I decided I wanted to, to do this, just a digital only package. Mm-hmm. I had one package and it was nine ninety five, and that was it. And then I realized like, okay, I don't know how well this is working for me. I like the idea of the upselling and, you know, mentally it's coming in. Not everyone will want to start with that price. Anyways, I went through all of this like back and forth in my head and then I ended up settling on the small, medium, large, just like I was mm. doing for regular portraits. So it's just, a, it's a process. We just have to go through it. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think, I think, like you said, everyone has their comfort levels. And as long as what you're making is making you happy and you feel mm-hmm. good about serving your clients and you feel valued, I think that's the most important thing because we all have different expenses. We all have different living situations. So you can't really compare like with like. But for me, I also never want to be charged. I never want to be the cheapest around, you know. So I always like to know there's room for growth. So like even when we started off in Lagos, like I don't know if you remember T.Y. Bello. She was one of Sue's creative live classes. And she's like a mm-hmm. huge, she's a huge photographer in, in like a celebrity photographer in Lagos, you know. And for her to work with her, it's about to start to like kind of like eight thousand dollars or something mm -hmm. you know so i'm like if she's like eight thousand dollars and like the really cheap people are charging like a hundred dollars there's like a happy medium four thousand right i can just i can just live in there you know so people who can't afford her but want something a little bit more upmarket you know i'm perfect for them and i find and that's where i found my place you know so there's always like I think people overthinking sometimes, like literally there is a client for every photographer, every style, whatever you want to do. Your client is out there. You just have to put yourself out there in, in a lot of places till you find them. And then when you find them, you can start to hone that client, speak to that client, learn the language of that client, tap into their circles. Because for me, I, I, my, when I was in Lagos, like the 50, the, I was my very happy place or my 50 year old clients because they were perfect they would come in for their 50th birthday. Then they're like, oh, we'll add our family. And then all their friends would turn 50. Like I literally had one client who came in for, and she her, her daughter just stepped in for like a quick picture with her. And she sent it to her friend. Her friend started crying on the phone and then booked her session the next day. And it's like, <laughs> I love it. Like I just, so once you can just find those, and that's what I'm trying to find here. And I'm trying to find my circles and my referral circles 
of girlfriends who just want to do this whole thing. And, and I think like someone like Bethany gets that a lot as well because she lives in a small town, right? And yep, yeah, she's photographed exactly. a lot of friends. And so once you can find those niches and kind of find your client, then you're kind of set, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when when you mentioned that you didn't want to be the cheapest, I don't know if you heard the episode with Carrie Roseman on the East Coast of the United mm. States. Mm-hmm. She was saying that some of her clients are like, we wouldn't even book someone for under like a couple thousand dollars. Like we just wouldn't do that. I literally, I my brain literally went, Poof. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. yes, yes. Yes. Totally. <laughs> yes. And it just shows you, like, totally. if you're, you need to hang out in the right circles, right? <laughs> like, those, mm-hmm. those are the clients she wants to be serving. I remember Cara Marie's, one of her episodes, I can't remember why, I think it was probably her podcast on here. And she was saying how, you know, she had, like, I think she was charging, like, something like, it, like five figures, right? But she's like, mm-hmm. kind of feel like the help as opposed to, like, she was, serving yes. her, like she was serving her clients so I think there, there is a happy place where you know people who are used to this kind of luxurious experience they just take you for granted and I've had that because I with my weddings I've had clients who are like oh you're just the photographer but I prefer working with people mm-hmm. who are like you're a photographer yay yes. and you know it's uh, I think that's that's the stuff that feeds my soul so it's not just it's not just about the money it's about the experience as well so there's definitely a balance to be had yeah for me Oh, totally. That's such a great point. Such a great point. And and it is funny because like Bethany Joes, she was an episode, I think she was episode number 12, if I'm getting that right. <laughs> I mean, she's got an average of like over 2,500, like 2,700, mm. 2,800, something like that in a tiny town outside mm. of Fargo, like tiny town. So you can make whatever business you want, wherever you're at. It's just a matter of putting in the work. And like you said, finding your niche and really just letting people know what you do over and over and over again, consistently showing and sharing yes. your behind the scenes, what you do, talking about what you do, like you were talking about with you provide hair and makeup and you pose mm. them and just everything that you want people to know so that they'll book you. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think you nailed it with saying you have to say, because sometimes I think, because I, I know I suffer from this going, well, I, I don't want to be like talking about it too much. Like people are just going to think I'm, like just over myself but I actually do have to repeat it because like at this point because we're so inundated with like information I think you need like is it like something like 20 touch points before a client buys from you or something ridiculous Mm -hmm. so they need to be seeing you everywhere you know it was an Instagram on your own Facebook or they saw that email or maybe sent a Facebook ad or maybe they saw networking or someone talked about you you know so don't be afraid because everyone is not seeing everything all the time as well and that's yes. kind of the, just the way I look at it. So I'm learning to be less shy about putting my stuff out there and, you know, just posting stuff. Because I do get most of my clients through Instagram um, outside the campaign. So I, I I do try and be relatively active on social media mm-hmm. as well because that's important. But yeah, I, at this point, the hustle is real. You need to be putting yourself out there. Work is not just going to walk itself to you. You're going to have to go and do the work. And I, obviously you get to the point where it gets easier, where you, you those yes. referrals are coming in. But like for me, I'm still in the beginning of just like rebuilding my brand. So I know that I am constantly pushing all the time on all kind of all the different avenues. Mm-hmm. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, mm. and it's funny because I just wrapped filming a personal branding course to that's going to go into the Portrait Master store. And when I'm when I'm talking about marketing and social media and just a social media plan, 
I hone in on so much of what you just said of exactly what to do and how to do it and and how it is repetition, repetition. And there are going to be posts that your potential clients will never see. Mm. So if you only post it once, they're going to miss it and then it's gone. Yeah. So it is, yeah, it's so important to keep top of mind to the people that you want to be your clients. And, Mm. and if for some reason they find you annoying, then they'll unfollow you and they weren't your client to begin with anyway. You know, it's just... Exactly. And I, and I think, I can't remember who's um, who you were talking to. It might have been Carrie's podcast where you were saying, you know, when you post something that will really just resonate with someone and it will be that their time, you know, because you, I mean, you, you talk about different things. Sometimes you focus about existing photos. Sometimes you talk about loving yourself. Sometimes you talk about self-empowerment. You talk about the kids are gone or... You know, there's so many different messages that we can, mm-hmm. in, in terms of what we do, or whether you're wanting to be seen in your business, whether you want to build your confidence, maybe you want one great picture. So just keep on like rotating the messages and trying to speak to a range of your different clients. And then, and that there'll be that one post that someone like, I saw that and I just knew like it was time for me to book. Like I was, I'm ready to do this, you know, cause everyone's, yep. I think people freak out, but really, I mean, how many clients do you need in a year? For me, I only need like 80 and, and, you know, 80 at a 2K average. I'm okay. I'm not trying to have a million dollar business because I, I don't want to work that hard, quite frankly. <laughs> that seems like a lot. <laughs> seems like a lot of, yeah, I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. So I really just want to have a business that allows me to, to do the things with my kids that I want to do. So, you know, mid six figures, 250K business would be amazing. You know, 400K if you really want to work really hard and that's an amazing business. So you don't need that many clients and the, the, the higher your pricing is the less clients you need and the, the, the less you have, the less you have to work, the fewer hours you have to work and the happier, ironically, your clients are because when people pay you a lot of money, they're like, you're the expert. We trust you do your thing and you're both happy. So, I mean, it's not for everyone. Some people really like to do the high volume and lower pricing and there's nothing wrong with that. I think again, when we run our own businesses, you figure out what works for you and then just kind of pursue it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Really, really great words to live by there, Wani. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> I love it. You're great. <laughs> Whenever you come over to the States next, let's find a time to hang out because I feel like I could talk with you all day. That would be so cool. All right. So for time's sake, I have to move on to the next section of the episode. And that is the four questions that I always ask people at the end of each episode. Okay. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Oh, I always think about this when you ask the question. Um, I think it'll have to be like music and a good connection. Because I mean, really, I'm a, I'm a pretty basic photographer. So all I use is my camera. And then in studio, I use my lights and stuff. But I'd, I'd be just mm-hmm. as happy being outside. But music helps, especially when I get a lot of clients who are really, really nervous. Like you can literally see anxiety written all over their faces. So the music just helps mm-hmm. to get them relaxed. And then just building that connection um, and when they trust you and they kind of do, even if it feels like weird or awkward, they'll do the move and just having that connection really helps me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's it's funny because when I was, again, filming the personal branding course, I did, I filmed two shoots with real clients, just filmed it Ooh. as though I, you know, you're, you're like a fly in the wall and I couldn't use music because it was, uh. I was filming it and every, you know, they had to hear what, people had to hear what I was saying to the client and we couldn't have the background music and it felt so weird. <laughs> it does. Like, it's so quiet. You're like, oh. Yes. I had to like say to my the clients like, okay, so normally I would have music. 
And I know it <laughs> might sound a little quiet or whatever, but just go with it, you know. But, oh, so yeah, it's funny. And you're not the first person to say music either. It really is an important part of a photo shoot, I think. It just yeah. sets the mood, yeah, and it helps people relax. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if you're playing yours, I plan to ask them, what do you like? And I try and play some of their favorite music as well. So that helps. Right, right. Okay, number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Um, I'm always working, but if I'm not working, then I'm with the kids and like trying. We, mm-hmm. we play board games or we watch like cartoons because we really like Ninjago. So <laughs> Lego oh, <nice>. cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Okay. Number three is what is your favorite inspirational quote? Ooh, I, I'm a kind of quote junkie, but I think the one I always lean on is life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And for mm. me, it's, it's always a reminder that pe- we all go through crap and, you know, it's really just about picking yourself up each time. And, and, you know, as long as you always get up one more time than you fall down, then you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's exactly yeah. right. Very cool. And number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? Oh, wow. Um, I think, first of all, mindset is super important. So work on your mindset, do the self-value work, do the self-worth work, because if you don't feel good about your prices, you're never going to be able to charge what you want and and you'll just repel clients. Um, yeah. To know your numbers, know your business. I think the biggest change came in my career was when I stopped being a photographer who had a business and became a business person who did photography. And I, I, it just transformed the whole thing because then I was starting to be very focused on my numbers, focused on discount, what if I was giving discounts or not. I had financial goals I was working towards and it just made me a lot more focused. And then probably the last one is kind of surround yourself with like-minded people. So when we, like, I I think I mentioned already, like we had a mastermind of like six photographers who we were all very similar. We were all kind of high end, you know, and we, and we educate, there was no Sue Bryce model in Lagos before we started. There are three of us who were like, we obsessed with Sue. This is the kind of um, thing we want to offer. And so session fee wasn't a thing when we came there. People just did your hundred dollars, $50, you get all the photos. And we're like, no. We're going to charge a session fee and then we're going to charge separately. And it took education. So if you're trying to build something or if you're trying to grow, um, surround yourself with people who have the same mindset, who have that kind of um, ambitious, um, positive, (laughs) very important positive mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why I love the SBE community because, you know, it's always very encouraging. People share their struggles, but they share their wins as well. So you can see what's possible. I know I've benefited from just being and reading and and sharing in the SBE community. So I, I definitely recommend anyone who wants to build their portrait business to at least try it out because it's, it's really one of my favorite, if not my favorite community. And I am part of lots of photography communities. So yeah, find like-minded photographers. And so you can really help each other grow because rising tides lift all ships and it shouldn't be about Mm -hmm. how much we charge. It should be about our style and who people want to work with. So why not, Mm -hmm. why should we all just be like well-priced photographers? Yeah. Yeah. That is solid advice right there. I'm like, rewind that, listen to it again. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. And Wani, where can people find you online? Oh, um, I am Wani Alatsune Portraits on Instagram, on Facebook, and my website. Same Will you spell right. that for people? Um, yeah, sorry. It's W-A-N-I 
O-L-A-T-U-N for November, D for Delta, E, <laughs> portraits.com. Okay, awesome. I just want to make sure. I mean, it'll it'll <laughs> say in the show notes, but. Cool. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you sharing everything. And, and um, yeah, you gave some really, really great points and just, you're just really great to talk to. So thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. I feel I feel like I'm famous now, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. All right, you take care. We'll chat soon. All right. Thanks, Nikki. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.